welcome to episode 14 of the Out of Bounds podcast. I'll go by the name of Adele, the fashionista, manager editor here at True Urban Culture Magazine. And I'm here alongside the man in the middle, Mr. Donnie, do not call me Donovan Wilkins. Uh, man, Kyrie Irving, a.k.a. Third Eye, a.k.a. Mr. Euro, step to your girl. He's out sick right now, so we're going to hold it down for him this week. But um, as you guys know, we were out last week because we wanted to like wait until the end of the NBA Finals to have a lot more to discuss. And boy, do we have a lot to discuss in this yeah. weekend's sports. We really do. But before we get to all that, Mr. Donovan Wilkins, how you feeling this week, brother? I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, I know we talked a little bit off um, off camera, off the record, uh, about how I was feeling after the last podcast. Um, and to any of my family members watching who I decided to decline their calls, I am perfectly fine. Are you I'm in good health. Calls? Yeah, I, I, I'm declining calls left. To, currently, my phone is on disturb mode. Um, I, I, I talked to the, 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 the prominent people in my life. Yeah, it's just people who haven't reached out to me in years trying to get get in contact with me and just like, like, like just to say I am absolutely fine. I am absolutely fine. I had a talk to Everything is good. Yeah. And for those of you that are references, this one, like, like, hey, like, what podcast episode are you talking about? We just recently dropped episode 11 of the Tuck Talk podcast. It's called what is wait? Oh shit! <laughs> I forgot the name of the episode. Something. What? What happens? What's? What okay, is okay, the okay, afterlife? Okay, okay. Yeah. No. Okay. No. We do this. I'm, I'm not editing that out. This is all one thing. Just see. This is that's like. Hey. Sometimes you forget. Touch to episode eleven. What awaits you in the afterlife? So go ahead. We gotta have the link. The link of the cards to that episode up above. So you can check that. It was a very powerful discussion. I would say it's not oh, the yeah. first time we, yeah, it's not the first time we basically touched on suicide. But um, but those anybody that's going through like any suicide thoughts have ever experienced suicide thoughts. Uh, for one, like prayers are with you. I hope that you have like a confidant that you can talk to. Um, kind of like how our God Donald Wilkins have here with us within the True Culture family. And um hope you guys check out that episode. I'll leave your thoughts and comments below for that. And so you I always reply to every single message. So you ever need somebody to talk to, I'm there. Also, we have a link to the suicidal hotline in the description for that video. So please check that out as well. But now with that being said, welcome those of you that are also new to the Out of Balance podcast. Um, hope you guys enjoy. Hope you guys stick around for this episode. Like I said, we have a lot to discuss in the world of sports. And we're not going to waste no more time. We're going to get straight into it. So, as you all know, NBA Finals just recently passed. Um, it was the first final without LeBron James or Steph Curry in the past 10 years, which is very weird. But very it opened refreshing. the doors. For, yeah, very refreshing. <laughs> it opened the doors for like a lot of first matches, a lot of first faces. You have representing the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know, two-time league MVP, defensive player of the year, all-star game MVP, now NBA champion. And then opposing him, you had the duo of Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Chris Paul, the old gunslinger, basically took him so long to get to the finals. Came up short, unfortunately, but I'm not surprised. 
<laughs> so um, with that being said, I guess y'all already know where I'm going with my thoughts. But how would you remember the 2021 NBA Finals, Donovan? Um, the way I remember it is Giannis and the Bucks prove that you don't need a big three to win the ring. I know most people will say, um, oh, but he had Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. They're they're not they're stars, but they're not all stars or superstars as I call them. Um, but yeah, it just proved that you don't need you don't need a big three to win a championship. Um, he proved that loyalty still exists and is still relevant in today's NBA. Um, I would have went with the route of Chris Paul playing, playing in his first um, finals series as the biggest takeaway from this year's finals, but I got to say Giannis winning <laughs> just tops everything. No. With that being said, do you think that Giannis is the new face of the league? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, I And I laugh because that's what a lot of casual fans are saying on Twitter and, and stuff like that. But, no. Let's be clear. The faces of the NBA right now is LeBron James and Kevin Durant. Now, and that's Steph not. And Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah, we. He's in a lot of commercials, bro. He's in a lot of commercials. Yeah, you're right. We'll put that. He has that that great family man image, so you know people love that. You know, so. So, but yeah, besides those three, it's we're only talking about this because Giannis just won the ring. If he didn't win the ring, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So it's it's one of those. uh, Relevancy bias, as I call it, uh, just because he's popular now doesn't make him the face of the league. It's still LeBron James when he comes back. Currently, uh, Kevin Durant is playing for Team USA as their de facto leader. Even though I said multiple times that he can't lead the fucking horse to water. More on that later. More on that later. We're gonna definitely get <laughs> yeah. <more. laughs> But um, no, I, I wouldn't say he's the face of the league. I get where you're coming from, but I would say he's not the face of the league for totally different reasons. Oh, please explain. Well, for one, I, I do agree with the three faces right now being LeBron, Steph, and KD. But you have to also take into account that all three guys are past the age of 30, and they're more closer to the end of their careers than the peak of their careers. Giannis is only 26, going on 27 years old. He's not 27 already. But you would think that he just won his first ring. So basically, like you compare the ages of him, Michael Jordan, and LeBron, at the same age, he's accomplished more than both of them. And those are guys that's recognized as two of the greatest players of all time. All right. You can say that. So are we taking into account age? as being one of the the requirements of being the face of the league. Well, because that's eight, not what I was taking into. As of well, right now, the, the faces well, of the league is LeBron James and KD and, and Steph. doesn't yes, matter. Regardless of their age, once they leave and retire, then yes, it will be automatically 
given to Giannis. Yes, but age has always been the the basic requisite. I said requisite, the prerequisite, as I should say, towards whether or not you're the face of a league or not. Because what comes up must come down. Like I could tell you, in the eighties, Magic and Bird were the faces of the NBA. In the nineties, it was LeBron. Uh, not LeBron. It was MJ. In the two thousands, Kobe, AI, Shaq. Tim Duncan, they all kind of held that mantle. The 2010s, dominated by LeBron in the front half, Steph Curry in the back half. 2020s, Giannis in the conversation. Luka Doncic is going to be in the conversation. Um, Zion Williamson, if he stays healthy, is going to be in the conversation. Trey Young might end up being in the conversation, being that guy that could replace Steph Curry because he's younger than Steph, kind of plays similarly, playing in a pretty – pretty decent market in Atlanta, you know? But the reason why I think I'll say that Giannis, even though he meets all the requirements to be the face of the league, is the fact that the NBA has never had an international player as his face of an American basketball organization. Never had one. And the same reason why I think Luca, you know, I think the people like, and I love Luca. Luca plays for my dad's Mavericks. But Luca is not going to be the face of the league because same thing, like, the cultural differences and all that, and how guys like Giannis and Luca, they're not so Americanized to the point where like it's all buddy buddy. You know that whole AAU culture, like all these players, like these stars getting along. Everybody like Giannis is just like a natural, charismatic, goofy dude. It is who he is. He's like the modern day Shaq in terms of, like his comedic timing and all. He's like one, he don't even try to be funny. I mean, I wanted to hit him earlier in the season, but after seeing him, see how happy he was uh, when he got that ring, I was like, yeah, you can't hate this guy. Yeah, you, just yeah you, you really can't. You really can't. He's not like a Chris Paul where you can find something to hate, hate him I'm over. You know, See, I, mean, I don't understand how you hate Chris Paul either, but that's that's I, your I'm positive. Get, I'm, a, I'm about to get into it. I'm about to get into it as soon as I wrap up this point of why Giannis, although he meets all the requirements to be the face of the NBA, he's not due to like the cultural differences. That being the main thing, and two, like, I mean, it, that's that's the same reason why um, Stephen A was voicing his opinions on uh, about Shohei Otani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was not about to butcher his name, but yeah, on that guy, the the uh, the baby Babe Ruth, they call. And it, and this to me like it's it's fucked up. I'll be honest about it, it's fucked up, but that's just the way it is in America, especially in the sports media. Like, look at some of the most popular athletes in the world, like Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, Neymar. I know these are soccer players. You don't really watch soccer like that. No, <laughs> but, but like, I know those names. That, that yeah, but, but they would never, never reach, you know, like, they would never be like, although they're, they're like big stars all across the world, Europe, South they America. Were never, they never captured America in, in my won't. eyes. They won't. And not only that because, like, they do not play in America. Like, their, their clubs are, like, based on Europe. But the fact that, okay, like, they're not one of us. You know what I mean? Giannis, although he is a fellow black man, he's not one of us in terms, like, in terms of American culture. Now, if he was, like, if, if he was – because it's crazy because he basically – to me, he could do everything that LeBron James could do. Just about. He's not as skilled as LeBron, obviously, but – it turns like the numbers, the way he puts up the numbers, he puts up LeBron James' numbers. But he would never be LeBron because 
he has not grown up under American culture. People, he seems to be very family oriented. Like he's very tight with his brothers, his mom, his dad's all about his family, his wife, his children. You know, like he's not out and about, you know, like Kyle LeBron James would be. Or even like to a lesser degree, like a Jimmy Butler. You know what I'm saying? Like Jimmy Butler's been like all over ABC doing like promotions of like the Rocks, upcoming movies and all that. Giannis is I don't see Giannis ever being that type of guy. Yeah, I mean, he already mentioned earlier uh, in his career that he's not interested in going the the LeBron James route or the the, the Hollywood route. He exactly. wants to focus on what he does and does well, which is basketball. But Zion Williamson, I definitely see Zion Williamson, especially if he stays healthy. He could be the next face in the NBA. I'm not going to lie. I literally forgot about that dude until you just mentioned him. So <laughs> I don't know how you can forget about Zion Williamson. But. I, I honestly don't know, but yeah, I literally forgot about that dude until you just mentioned him. Right. I think him, Trey Young, um, and who's on? It, maybe it could be somebody from this upcoming NBA draft. It could be like Kate Cunningham or like um, Jalen Suggs. It could be like one of those dudes. Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball could be another face of the league. Yeah, I, I think I think now and day, uh, in today's present society, Giannis does have a shot. Um, more so because the way um, American basketball is being evolved into more of an international uh, thing, that a lot of uh, international basketball players are now coming over here to play in the NBA. And, and we see that in the Olympics as well. So I do think he has a shot. It's just more about will American culture accept into that. Some of the top 10 best players in the NBA aren't even American. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's all about will America accept a, um, what is he, Greece? Greece? Greek? He's, Greek. I believe. He's from Greece. Great. Will America accept a Greek player? Yeah, but get back to like to wrap up this segment as far as like uh, what what I remember most about the twenty twenty NBA finals. Props to Giannis. I'm happy for the dude, but for me it's Chris Paul, obviously. Yeah, up two zero. He had some bad performances during the finals, and plus, let's dude, not forget that Scott Foster uh, uh, was the head ref no, in that's just, uh, game that's just, three, and he just, also ref uh, game seven. That's just an excuse. That's an excuse. But it, it is kind of weird that the NBA would bring him back for game seven. Are there not a lot of qualified refs? Game six, the series did not go seven games. Game six. The Suns lost lost four straight. Four straight. Becoming like the third team in NBA Finals history during the 1977 Philadelphia 76ers and the 14 by 2006 Dallas Mavericks as the only two teams, as the only teams to start series 2-0 and lose four straight games. That's no. that's tough. I just think it's 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 weird. I don't believe in conspiracy theories in sports, but it is weird that the NBA would announce Scott Foster. Some players are just not meant to be champions. No, no. some players just aren't meant to be champions. And I've I've given Chris Paul as much criticism and slack that I gave Chris Paul. I also gave him a lot of praise. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. One of the top five greatest point guards ever. I guess you could say he's a great leader, so to speak. But to me, he seems to only be able to lead young boys. 
like teams for like young men. Like some of his best leadership jobs that he done was with the OKC Thunder because they had a young roster and he with the Phoenix Suns. He could like he could that whole rava like try to be like the well, whole. What about his run uh, with the Rockets before he got injured? They easily could have won that series against the Warriors. Okay, but he was hurt. Great, he played. Yeah, so we, but he you're always, not going to say that he, he didn't lead that team. No, because James Harden was carrying that team to the playoffs long before he got there. Okay. That, that was James Harden's team. Chris Paul does not rub, does not vibe well with vets. He did not vibe with Blake Griffin in in LA, and he did not with the Clippers specifically, and he did not vibe with James Harden in Houston. He did not mm-hmm. vibe because some people they not, they not gonna, you you can't have a Kobe and LeBron James type of attitude to, as far as like being like an alpha on the team where you do not have the the rings to show for it. Like nobody's gonna respect that. It's easy to do that at OKC and Phoenix where expectations are very low. Where basically all they expect for you with that with their core that they had outside of him was just make the playoffs. And he over he exceeded expectations of OKC. Like they were to gain seven in the first round against Houston last year. And he exceeded expectations with Phoenix this year. Nobody thought Phoenix would be a two seed and in an NBA finals. Nobody predicted that. I predicted before this this thing all started, they were losing the first round to the Lakers. And I still think yeah, they would have did. I, mean, I think everybody predicted that. And I still think that would have happened if AD never would have got hurt. You know what I mean? So they basically yeah, exceeded expectations. But Chris Paul, like I said, some players are just not meant to be champions. Carl Malone, John Stockton, as great as they were, wasn't meant to be a champion. Patrick Ewan wasn't meant to be a champion. Um, Allen Iverson wasn't meant to be a champion. Charles Barkley wasn't meant to be a champion. Chris Paul. I mean, I, I feel like I gotta defend AI because he had a terrible team. I mean, Allen Iverson did the single best carry job in sports history. He no deserved. Current. He deserved like a free like spa day in Philly every single year. Because he carried that. Yeah, if he had an ounce of talent on that team, besides, um, um, fuck up, blinking on this thing. Matumbo. Matumbo, yeah, Deacon Matumbo. Yeah, I think. If he had an ounce of talent in that team, they easily could have won. But I mean, it was going against prime Kobe. So, what can you do? Yeah, but. Yon, like I said, to wrap this up, I'm happy for Giannis. Sucks for Chris Paul. Who knows? Maybe he might piggyback, go to like the Lakers or the Miami Heat or some team like that and just get a ring from there. But to me, I think his window has officially closed. This is his best opportunity to do so. It didn't happen. It is what it is. And plus, it's, it's kind of messed up as well that he did not publicly congratulate the team. Like He just walked up to court without congratulating the Bucs, I think that was very Bush League. Some of that LeBron yeah. James, I know LeBron James does that a lot as well, but at least LeBron's a champion, so you can forgive for that. But Chris Paul. Yeah, that was a bitch move. I got to admit that. Thank you for saying it for me. <laughs> it All right, but, let's, but speaking of a team having so much talent, let's get to Team USA. Now, in episode 13, a couple of weeks back, um, the title for that episode was Has the Rest of the World Finally Called to Team USA? And we did get some pushback on that. 
for some people that checked out the episode, by the way, thank you viewers for checking out uh, the episode out about. Hopefully you're back for this week to check out this week's episode. Just but um, see how wrong you were. Exactly. Cause they're like, oh my god, like uh like just give it time, you know, like like they have like some of the best players, KD, Dame, and all that, like they haven't had time to like gel together, you know. But everybody knows that the most times it's seen nobody wins. No, not in this case because as we've seen, like Team USA, they've been outplayed, they've been outcoached. You know, they're not even operating like a true system. You know, and they have some of the best players, like Grant, like LeBron James is not walking through that door. Steph Curry is not walking through that door. James Harden, Kyrie Irving. Anthony Davis. None of these guys are walking through that door, but they still have enough talent. Yeah, it's not like they have scrubs. They have they have Draymond Green. They have KD. They have Damian Lillard. They have Zach Levine. Like they they have stars. And KD's the so, best player in the league. And he's supposedly supposed to be the the best player in the NBA. But like I said before, time and time again. In my eyes, he's not the best player, and that's for one thing, leadership. And we're seeing it right now. He can't lead a team. Some of the best players are not going to be your best leaders. Like, I love Al Iverson. Like, Al Iverson is my favorite player. But I would not say Al Iverson was a great leader. Okay, he, he wasn't a great leader, but he was the leader of the Sixers. I think everybody can say that. No, he was he the best be- player. He was the best player on the Sixers, but I can't say he was the – the leader, either. I just can't because the whole practice thing. Like your best players, Kasi oh. going after coach. <laughs> like I know we talk about practice, but like if your best players constantly going at the coach, like that sets a bad. That sets like a. The tone is off from the start. Yeah. Like the reason why the Spurs worked out so well is because Greg Popovich was able to get on Tim Duncan. And he was the best player on the team. And Steven Jackson even said this. I remember. I think he said it on like on the um out all, all the smoke podcast that he does with Matt Barnes. Like yo, like I see Popovich, yeah, Tim Duncan, and Tony Parker, Miles Ginobili. So he's yeah, at me then. And I'm Steven Jackson. I'm just a role player. I gotta get in line too. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, like as a coach, like you cannot basically communicate with your star players, your franchise player, and get them to fall in line. Nobody else is gonna fall in line, cause everybody gonna be like, oh, everybody's on the team. Like, All right, the, the star player has more clout than the coach. Yeah, and that's that's what they with AI kind of went wrong, and why his career ended up the way it did at the end, where nobody we basically got blackballed out the NBA because he balked at the idea of coming off the bench and being like that veteran leader. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, um, and it's funny because TUSA they. The only time that I remember AI, he was on that 2004 Olympic team. And now it's the last USA team that did not win gold. So let's ask the question here. Like, will Team USA basketball win gold this year? Even though it's only one game, they lost the opener. It's it's like. I mean, pe- people want to say it's one game. That's happened, but like, this is the first time they lost the opener in, like, God knows how many Olympics, you know? Since, I think, 1994, I believe. I, I no, think. it wasn't ninety four because the Olympics was ninety two. They they swept through that ninety six, uh, two thousand, two thousand four. That was the only team since ninety two that did not win gold. 
You got the 2008 um, Redeem team. They won gold. 2012-2016 won gold. And mind you, this is the first um, Olympics where Coach K is also not coaching. You know? Yeah. I mean, so, but it's, I, I wouldn't say they have a bad coach. They have a, a, a well-established and seasoned coach and uh, Greg Pop. But um, I, I know a lot of people are saying maybe it's it's time to, you know, step down from coaching and stuff like that. I, yeah, I think, it's, I think we'll definitely reach the end of, like, Pops, you know, saying as a as being like one of the top masterminds in coaching because he his Spurs has not made the playoffs in the past two years, for one, and I remember when he coached what the 2019 USA team in the FIBA tournament. They did not do well at all. Granted, that team had a far less talented roster, but they didn't perform well. And this team is also a bad start. They had like a rough exhibition. Um, you know, when it's prepping for this tournament. And now we're off to a bad start. So, I don't know. Like, it, we could say it's the coach. Okay, everybody said, okay, like he's basically bringing the San Antonio Spurs system to the Olympics, and these players, they don't want to play that way. Or you could say, like, it's the lack of leadership. Now, I think there's a leader on Team USA. Draymond Green, Green he's an emotional guy, but he's, he's a leader. You know, like, he basically sets his own energy-wise, but for some reason, this team is just not clicking. Yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody knows where I stand in terms of blaming coach versus players. Um, in my eyes, it comes down to whoever takes the shot. I mean, that's the way I see but it. But it's the coach's job to get the players in the best position to win. I understand that. All right, so let's say that I, I draw off the greatest play in the history of North American basketball. Who's taking the shot? Me? Oh, so if you miss that shot, is it my? Is it the coach's fault or is it your? It depends. It depends. No, no, it, it, it's straight. No, it, no, 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 no. The, the reason why I say it depends is because, like, was it a well-designed play? I had like a yeah. great look, and I just missed the shot. Greatest play, yeah. Okay, then, then it's my fault. But if it's a bad play, and the defense easily was able to calculate on it and, like, time it and get, like, the steal. Yeah, I'll give you that. Then it's your fault as a coach for drawing up a bad play. You know, so that's what they did. But here's the thing with uh, Team USA. Everybody on that team has such a huge ego, and that's in part of society building uh, basketball players up to be these idols or whether it's the millions of dollars we give them, or I, I don't know what it is. Maybe they're hanging out too much with two chains and <laughs> meat meals or whatever you want to call it. Right. But the National Basketball Association is different from the FBI, uh, the FIBA. Mm -hmm. We don't play team basketball here. FIBA. 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 We don't play team basketball in the NBA. And I think everybody knows that. So when you decide to, hey, let's put our best players together and let's go out there and try to capture the gold, it's, it's not going to happen like that anymore because we have a lot of players like Luca, 
like Joel Embiid, like Giannis. We have a lot of players who are international basketball players, and they're coming over here and dominating our league. They they know how to play team ball. The teams that were going up against France, Australia, like they know how to do this because they've been doing this for years. And yeah, and most of those sorry to cut you off, most of the international yeah. teams like they basically played together since like under sixteen tournaments and much. So they practically yeah. grew up together playing team ball. This is just like you said, like this is like an all star team. Yeah, it, it's it's not the talent that's the problem. It's the egos and us not knowing how to play team ball. It's it's I, I wouldn't even say it's chemistry. It's it's definitely we just I, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I think it's just we don't know how to play as a team. And I, I wouldn't that's chemistry. That chemist- no, I wouldn't consider that chemistry because they all play pickup games together. Like it's like they play it in off season and stuff like that. A pickup run is way different than like uh, when you're playing international ball. Because when you're playing a pickup run, you're not worried about plays. You're just hooping. Shit, the way I play, it's not worried about plays. But then again, I'm not in the NBA. <laughs> but you know, yeah, you I mean, be call like. Sorry, they were traveling. Like, yeah, uh, I'm over there directing. I'm floor general, my guy. Like four, five, twelve. But uh, <laughs> you, you are correct. You are correct in terms of like it being chemistry. It's cool. I don't know. The only way I can say it is, it's American culture, and it has been the biggest problem in our Olympic team. That's all I can say. Like that. But. The thing is with that, this is why I say it's more so the fact that the rest of the world has called up more than anything. Because yeah, yeah. Nineties, oh, yeah. because in 1992, Team USA has always been sending all-star teams. Yeah. About, you know, like, yeah. it's, it's not like how we, it's not we're sending like a typical, like a Milwaukee Bucks type of roster. In a sense where we have like the Alpha being Giannis, the co-star, I guess the closer and Chris Middleton and that no, dog. Like these that. are all potentially like franchise players on their respective teams. Yeah, You're right. Like, yeah, like KD, Alpha on Brooklyn, Dame, Alpha on Portland, Zach Levine, Alpha in Chicago, Devin yeah. Booker, Alpha or Co Alpha in Phoenix. Damian Lillard. Like it's they're they're not scrubs. They're not scrubs. They're not even stars. They're like they're franchise players, superstars. So it's I, I think it's America not taking the international basketball world seriously. I think that's what it is. They're underestimating them and they're, they're finally sitting back and like, whoa, maybe we're not the best players anymore. I mean the last two league MVPs weren't even American. Giannis and the the, the runner up and- for this year. Was from uh, Cancun, uh, Cameroon. Yeah. So that's why I say it's more so that the rest of the world is finally catching up, and the fact that also Team USA like it's time to reevaluate your American basketball program. Like instead of just trying to get like the best of the best, then maybe it's time to like actually build like a a team, so to speak. Like get like a yeah. like a playmaker. Maybe get someone like a Lamelo Ball or like a Lonzo Ball. 
or um or John Morant to run point, you know, get like uh uh one or two wing scores that could also specialize in playing perimeter defense, like a Drew Holiday, like a Jimmy Butler, maybe get like a stretch four, you know, somebody to play like the Olympic mellow role, which I think KD should be playing that role. I think he's trying, so he's just missing shots right now. And maybe get like a rip protector at center. Maybe get someone like, that could be like an AD or uh, Dwight Howard, you know, from back. Yeah, because like, Rudy Gobert shut down Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, and like Rudy Gobert is one of the best defensive players in the in the league. Yeah, you, know, you want like three consecutive defensive players? Of the year? No, three out of the Two. last four defensive players of the year awards. Oh, kind of Giannis, he won it the year before, so. It's like yeah. it's time to really start building like an actual team rather than yeah. collections of time because the rest of the world, like Luka Doncic, like Luka Doncic on Slovenia, like he basically carried that team. He scored like 40 plus in his Olympic debut, you know, but everybody else on the team knows their role. Like everybody know, okay, Luka, he's our primary ball handler. He's going to be our scorer. You look at USA, KD, although he's the best player on the team, but you David, like, yo, like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like they just come down a court and it's like, here, just pass it to this guy and just shoot it. Like, yeah, I, I feel like, like they come down a court with no game plan. You got Jason Tatum, Zach Levine, Devin Booker, Dame, KD, Bradley Bill. All these dudes, they could get you 40 plus. And I, I know there's going to be. You, uh, comments casuals, as I call them, in the comments saying, Oh, but uh, LeBron James wasn't there, Steph Curry. No, we still got stars there. I ain't trying to hear that. Yeah, still got the best players in the world, exactly. Know, but, but overall, like, how you feel? Do you think that they're gonna take the gold this year? Do you think this is just a rough start and they'll figure it out, or do you think that this is gonna be like 2004 all over again? I mean, I would be lying if I didn't have some type of American pride in saying, oh, we're definitely going to take the gold. Um, I think we're going to get to the gold medal game, but I think we're going to come up short. And mind you, like, we barely won the 2012 as well. Like, Kobe basically went off and helped us win that shout out to the late great Kobe Bryant. And 2016 wasn't the smoothest ride either. It just seems like, like I said, like the rest of the world just really started to catch up to us. But yeah, uh, we're, we're, my we're, still, we're still the I think, best, but yeah, I think we're slowly losing it. I know this is normally with. I know you're normally the doom and gloom guy, Donovan, but I'm going to be the doom and gloom guy. I would say that we're not going to win gold. I just don't see it. I just don't see it happening. But um, with that said, let's get to our last topic for this week's episode. We're breezing by these topics today. And this regards to the NFL and their COVID protocols. Now, there's been some coaches that basically – refused to take the COVID vaccine and they just left their teams. The NFL made it know that, hey, like they have a very strict policy. If you're not vaccinated and basically you're putting your team at risk by not being vaccinated, chances that your team will forfeit games, no makeups, none of that. And the same has happened with college football as well. So how do you feel about this mandate? Is the NFL going too far? Um. No, uh, and here's why. At the end of the day, it's a private business. Um, 
it's just like me going to work every day or whatever, or anybody going to oh, work wait, every day. Hey, time out. Breaking news. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, because this episode oh. is on a Monday. This episode will be released on Tuesday, but this is breaking news at the moment. And the Indianapolis Coast head coach, Frank Wright, tested positive for COVID despite being vaccinated. So that being said, does that change your perspective on the point that you was about to make? I, um, <laughs> no. Um, no, I, I think um, I, I can't really speak on what the NFL is doing right now because at the end of the day, they are a company. They are a business. Um, when you sign that contract, you you do have to adhere by their rules. So um, the, the best way I can say it is take the vaccine or cut your career short. <laughs> okay. All right, but, but let's look at it from the standpoint of the players and the news that just broke in regards to Frank Wright. Like, you can say take the vaccine, but, like, a player and a coach might be like, okay, like, why would I get a vaccine for something that for I could still catch regardless? Even though, like, even though, like, the whole purpose of the vaccine is not to say that, oh, you'll be cured from COVID. That's not the case. That's not how any vaccine works. But the fact that it'll help you fight the symptoms better, so to speak. But these are yeah. some of the healthiest people on, on the face of the earth. NFL athletes. Well, so, from this standpoint, I'm like, okay, like, why am I going to rush to get a vaccine when I'm already perfectly fine and able and healthy as it is? Oh, again, that is their right, but it's also within the NFL's right to fire you or like I, I don't know what what they like are looking to do. I mean, I. I believe 99.9% of COVID Delta cases are people who are unvaccinated. Um, we don't know what Frank Wright was doing with his body and how his body operates. Um, and the same could be said about anybody who catches it, even though they're vaccinated. I mean, you said it yourself. The vaccines are there to like help fight like the symptoms and stuff like that. No vaccine is 100% secure. So um, I, I know a lot of people want to do tests and stuff like, like that. And again, I'm not part of the science community, but I mean, it, it's up to the players what they want to do. I mean, you can always start your own league. You know what? I'm glad you said that because I was always a big proponent of that. Like, Especially get back to like a couple of weeks back with the whole Shakari Richardson story. Yeah. Like I'm like us as black folks, we're always I'll say I hate to say, but bitching about things that's outside of our control. But meanwhile, black people spend the most money in this country. You know, we have a lot of people, especially like within like our culture, like hip hop moguls and one that's always flaunted their money. So I'm like, why can't everybody just collectively come together? And form their own league, you know, considering the fact that most of the best players in the NFL are predominantly black players. Granted, the face of the league is Tom Brady, but the young goat, Patrick Mahomes, he's kind of like, you know, like he's like, I guess you could say like he's part of like the black community in a sense, even though he's biracial. Like he's one of the up and coming young faces of the league. Lamar Jackson, the MVP from the year prior. 
You know, like he's like one of the most dynamic Maybe. players in the NFL. So why? So basically, like the NFL, they need these type, these athletes, these great superior athletes, the Russell Wilsons, the Devontae Adams, the Saquon Barkleys, the Khalil Max, the Jalen Ramseys of the world. Most of the best, the Derrick Henrys, most of the best players, the Alvin Kamara's, most of the best players in this league are black. So why not just have all of our billionaires, millionaires come together, you know, like-minded regular folks come together and chip in to fund our own league? But the, the answer to that question, but the answer to that question that I believe is the answer to that question is the fact that as a society, we always look at things that's predominantly black owned to be less than. Yeah. And it's crazy. Consider that the NBA, predominantly black league, the face of the league, black. NFL, outside Tom Brady, faces of the league are black. So we already have the black talent. Look at college football. There used to be a time, especially at the University of Alabama, where they didn't even have black players on the team. Now, most of the majority of the team are black. Next day, we recruit black athletes. You know, and now Deion Sanders, who coaches at, I believe, Jackson Jackson State. Jack, I'm sorry. I know it's HBCU. I don't mean to, like, get the name messed up, so forgive me. But um, Deion Sanders, like, it's not really much that separates the HBCU kid from an SEC kid. Most of it just comes down to opportunity and resources. So yeah, why is it that we always look at black as anything that's black owned as less than? Do you agree with that statement? No, I I think that statement is true in terms of starting your own league. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I've said for years that uh, LeBron James and Michael Jordan have enough money themselves to start their own twenty four hour. Um, uh, sports network and stuff like that. Um, Oprah did it. I thought you were going to say 24-hour fitness. Honestly, I don't know. I, I I feel like these are questions that should be coming up within athletes and stuff like that. I honestly don't know, and I would like to know the reason why they just don't start their own week. I, I guess it's too much work. Um, resources, backing, investors. Anything, anything that's worth having takes work. Anything that's worth having takes work. Even this podcast. This podcast is work. Yeah. You know, so it's like, but at the end of the day, like, if you want it, if you want it to, if you want to make it happen, you got to make it happen. You know? Yeah, I, I think it would be they would have to make too many sacrifices. And, you know, they love their checks. Unfortunate, which is unfortunate. Yeah, but there is a loophole to this, though. There's a, the NFL memo says that the only exception considered would be for those who provide proof through medical or religious reasons to not receive the vaccine. So, like, you have a medical or religious reason as to why you do not want to get the vaccine, that you could explore that. You know, you could explore yeah. that. Before. So, there's that. But. Yeah, you- at the end of the day, you can't be mad at the NFL. I mean, that is their policy. They are a private business. I think people seem to forget that nowadays, and they can, they can do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I basically I agree with that as well. Like, um, if you like, if you're subservient to the rules, to the ruler, then you have to follow the ruler's rules. You know, yeah. that's just <laughs> don't let like it start your own league. 
there's no complaints. There's no complaining about it. You know, well, you can't complain about, it, but there's nothing that that's gonna do. Us, anybody in the league, just boycotts it. All right, we're not gonna play. But the NFL, they've used scabs in the past, you know, before. You know, the NFL, they put the shield before the players, you know? Like, the NFL is like a faceless league outside, like, guys like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning when he was playing, I guess right now, Patrick Mahomes. Like, it's a faceless league. They put the shield before anything. But um, I feel like if enough if players feel the same way as, like, a Devontae Adams or some of these other guys out there, then put your money where Malcolm is and I, just I – Cole Beasley was uh, the main one, even though I know he's not a yeah. black, but I know he was the main one. Yeah, but Cole Beasley, he, has, mean, no he has no clout. Shout out to Cole Beasley. I checked out his music. His music is, you should do under the radar, Cole Beasley's music. Wait, he makes music? This is the first Yeah, he's a rapper. Ever. He's a rapper. Oh, oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. I got to check that out. Check him out. Hopefully we can get an under the radar on him when our website is back up and running. Also, I'm, I'm glad I mentioned that. For those of you that are trying to check out www.tugmag.net, our website, our website is currently down. But um, hopefully we should have everything back up and running by the end of this week. So stay tuned if you're missing out on like checking out articles and things of that nature. But, um, yeah. I feel the same way as you in regards to the whole vaccine thing. Like, when, you know, me personally, I'm currently exploring my rights not to get the vaccine because I'm more of an Eastern medicine person rather than like a Western pharmaceutical type of person. So, um, but um, I feel like the main thing is as long as even you decide not to get the vaccine, to me, it's a personal choice. Like, I don't think a person is right for getting a vaccine. I don't think a person is wrong for getting a vaccine. I don't think a person yeah. should be scrutinized for getting a vaccine. Also, don't, don't think a person should be scrutinized for not getting a vaccine. Because at the end of the day, we're all Americans. We have our, our right to choose what we want to do. Granted, there are consequences. And we have to accept those consequences. Yeah, I, I think it just gets uh, muddy when we we talk about and when we use the uh, nobody should be scrutinized. But when it comes to like a worldwide health issue, I think that's where people seem to like forget that statement. What do you mean? Like, uh, like you say, nobody should be scrutinized for getting the vaccine and nobody should be scrutinized for not getting the vaccine. Um, but when we put the the world health issue at the center of it, I think that's where we start to lose focus. Yeah. I'd say the main thing that we really should be promoting before anything else, vaccine, or just promote like living like a healthy lifestyle. You know, like eat your fruits, eat your veggies, drink lots of water, you know, get some get some vitamin D, get out of the sun, you know, be active, you know, and eat right, you know. Yeah. So some that could be like just being a pescatarian, in my case, being like a vegan or something like that. Because it's just, you'll be surprised how much a change of lifestyle has a big effect on your health. Rather than all these these pills, these vaccines and whatnot. Sometimes it's as simple as just changing your, changing your, your eating habits. You know, sometimes it's as simple as that. You know, but um, I just wish everybody nothing but the best in regards. And um, shout out to like... The Minnesota Vikings assistant coach, what was his name? Rich Dennison and the New England Patriots um guy. I don't want to butcher his name. 
anything like that for exploring their rights. They decide that, you know, hey, like, no job is worth my freedom. So, here you go. But um, with that said, let's plug ourselves on the way out. This is a short one, but I feel like, you know, we, we basically got to do what we need to get through this week. So, yeah. how about we plug ourselves on the way out? I'll start with you. Um, yeah, you can follow my social media right down there. Um, keep on a lookout for my uh, upcoming. Yes, That's it. and check out his poetry. My man is a poet. All right, I, I, he's, I try nice to with, be. he's no, you don't try to be. You are, you are, you are nice with the pen, brother. Appreciate nice it. The pen. You know, if, if nobody's gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you. Talk, talk your shit, Don. Like you're nice with the pen. As for my guy, our guy, Mr. No Austin, who couldn't be here, check him out at D No Austin, you know, for also let like, him up for any of your photography needs. Like he's nice behind the camera. Just as Davis as yeah. nice to be on the pen. He's no, he's nice to be on the camera. Yeah, check me, him out. Yeah, check him out. As for me, um, I don't know what I'm nice. <laughs> I just do a whole bunch of <laughs> <laughs> I got soft skills, I guess. If I you need skills. any PR, look them up. Um, yeah, fashion, yeah. that's all him. Yeah, I, I, I try to do my thing. I try to do my thing. But, yeah, you can reach me at Liddell, the fashionista. So I'm also the moderator of True Urban Culture IG page. So if anything you need as far as, like, um, event coverages, uh, write-ups, um, EPKs, just hit me up for rates on that, and uh, we could definitely discuss further, whether it's via DM or email. Um, my email is in my bio and my Liddell the Fashionist IG account, so you can always reach me there. But um, also, if you check if you check this out for the first time, hope you enjoyed this week's edition of the Out of Bounds podcast. It's unfortunate that you couldn't get us at our get us at our full effect, our full power as a big three. But we'll be back next week, hopefully as a as a big three with our unit intact with myself, Donovan, and Noel Austin. No, but of course he's sick this week, but we hope he'll be feeling better by next week's episode. And um, hope you guys enjoyed. This is your first time tuning in. I hope you enjoyed. Hope you liked this video. Share this video with your network. Consider subscribing to the network, joining our Suck family, and um, hit that notification bell that way you're notified for all future videos. Also, if you prefer to listen to us on audio, you can find us on Google Pod, uh, Google Podcasts iHeartRadio, and Spotify, and also Podbean as well. So that said, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. We'll catch you guys next week. Also, be on the lookout this Thursday on Twitch, the gaming chair. We will be back. We've been having some technical difficulties the past couple of weeks, but we're finally getting the hang of Twitch. So come check out your boys, me, Isaiah, Sean, play some video games, chat up with us, and just hang out. So until next time, family, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace out.